Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Larry Kudlow. We're going to continue the show. Uh, We've got um, distinguished economist Tomas Philipson. He's a former acting chairman of the White House Council of Economic Advisors during the Trump administration, and he is presently a professor of public policy at the University of Chicago. Uh, Tomas, welcome back. Good to hear from you. Good to be with you, Larry. All right, so um, you may or may not have read the Wall Street Journal editorial yesterday, The Economy That Might Have Been. Growth would be healthier if Biden had done nothing in 2021. Now, it's a funny story. It's an odd story because we had a good GDP number uh, for the fourth quarter, 6.9%. And for the year, fourth over fourth was 5.5%. But, 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 the inflation rate continues to surge. And yesterday we got an update on the inflation with the Fed's favorite measure, the uh, personal consumption deflator, uh, which is up uh, 7.1% for the past three months and 5.8% for the year. So it's called 6%. And the CPI, of course, is running at 7 So, Tomas, why couldn't we have had strong growth with low inflation? That's my question. Yeah, I think that's uh, a very, very good question. I think we could have had Certainly, I, I feel like, uh, you know, what the Biden administration is doing is essentially putting gasoline on a burning house and then claiming victory when it's raining outside and the fire is gone, essentially, the, the rain being the private sector. So, I mean, the, the, the inflation uh, that we see, I think, is a completely policy-induced. This is policy-induced in, on, on a, through a triple threat, is usually my argument. One is uh, the demand side has been stimulated. It was the first recession ever where disposable income rose in a recession. That's mm-hmm. never happened before because of all this excessive uh, fiscal policy. The second, that certainly drives up prices. Uh, the second component, obviously, is the Fed accommodating it with a, a huge growth in money supply. But the third one is the supply cuts, naturally. And not only energy, but also that the main competitor really for most small businesses was in terms of retaining the labor was not other businesses, but the main competitor was the government, essentially. Mm. And you see that in the employment costs and numbers that have been coming out in the last few months, the last one last uh, yesterday, where, you know, you have to you have to compete with what was essentially uh Seven to fifteen dollar an hour increase in wages for sitting home, and that's why you know all the small guys have to compete to get their low skilled labor in uh, to compete with that wage that the government uh, handed out in 2021. Uh, Tom Phillipson, we're still uh, paying people not to work, and it just seems to me this is a very big problem. Now, maybe we're beating it back, right? We're saving America and killing the bill. But, you know, people like Senator Joe Manchin have said repeatedly 
that these uh, welfare programs and entitlement programs uh, do not have work requirements. There's no work fair. So although the unemployment benefits have eased back down, all these other entitlements are popping up. First of all, they're still on the books. Second of all, Democrats want to make it permanent without work fair. I mean, to me, that's a big issue right there. Yeah, and you see that translate into inflation, right? Because the companies have to compete with these benefits, therefore have to raise wages, which gets pushed on into prices, obviously. About 70% of, of costs of companies are labor costs. So you've seen that in every sector, essentially, where you have to get workers at higher wages because of these government benefits. But it's also hurting the policies that the administration is claiming victory on. They I don't know if you saw on this. They've been shouting a lot about that they cut child poverty in half, and that's one yeah. of their main successes. But that's essentially through the uh, child tax credit, which raised nominal incomes of those families by about 7%. At the same time, inflation was hitting them with 70, 7%. So that the claims kind of the claims coming out of the White House and that fear in terms of child poverty has been completely erased by the inflation they created through their policy. And there's no work requirements in that. Is there child allowances? No, child, uh, no it was extended without, without any work requirements as well. But, uh, you, you know, it wasn't extended further into 2022. Right, so far. But they're still fighting for that in the uh, so-called right. Build Back Better. But didn't your analysis or yours or Casey Mulligan's uh, or somebody out in Chicago said basically if if they run through this $3,600, no work requirements, um, we're going to lose a lot of jobs. Like a million and a half people will leave the workforce. Yeah, that was Bruce Meyer, who's a very a well-known, recognized expert on these kind of programs at Chicago. And he's been fighting with a bunch of, not fighting, but he's been arguing differently than a bunch of sociologists who, in the beginning of 2021, created this claim that child poverty was cut in half. And that was a forecast that took place in 2021, but it never materialized and then biden ran with the message even though it didn't materialize materialize all right we'll leave it there thomas phillipson sorry we're running short uh thanks very much for helping us out we'll talk soon i'm larry kudlow folks this is the larry kudlow show we will be right back after these messages ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.